Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon, and this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or heard to help all of us expand our toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy, but without a whole new degree. Rami, what are we talking about this week? So I decided to go into your queue of books and pull a book out and read it before you could read it, which I think is valid, which I think is valid for the name of this book uh, as well. Is this book in your queue, though? Honestly? Honestly, this book is in my Libro FM queue right now. I cannot wait to read this book. Well, maybe that'll change. It won't. <laughs> okay. It won't. I, won't, I won't dissuade you. I think it's a good book. So the book we're talking about is Steal Like an Artist by uh, Austin Kleon. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, he's actually written a few books, and he's an artist himself. I think he got famous for making... Um, they're like cut apart poems, I think, where oh, you like cool. cut words and then make them, I think. I don't know. He talks about it a little bit in the book. Um, but this is a book I think most people have seen at least or have heard of. Um, it's a quick book. It's got lots of quotes and ideas. It's one of those where I listened to it, but it it was one where I end up picking up a physical copy because I feel like there's lots of nuggets mm. that you can just go to. And it's like a nice quick reference to um, to stealing like an artist. So, Shannon, you have heard of this book. Yeah. You've not read this book. I've heard of it. I have not read it. Let me ask you and our listeners a question. Do you think you steal like an artist? I, I don't know. But I know that this concept is really edgy for me, which is why I want to read the book. Because... I really struggle with like putting pressure on myself to be like everything I have to create must be original when really like it's like like how much more original stuff can you get and my creativity naturally what I've come to know about myself is that it's very responsive it's like in in reaction to reading something or listening to something or whatever that it sparks my creativity so that's what sparked me to want to read the book because I don't think I steal like an artist today but I want to learn how so I don't stifle myself so much creative creatively okay well maybe you will feel that you are stealing like an artist by the time we finish we'll see um so there's like top 10 um themes to the book or ideas so let's go through those and then we'll come back and there's four of them i want to go through uh i think they're all pretty good i think there's one i don't like but i think they're all pretty good um, so let's go through them. I'm not really going to explain all of them, mm-hmm. but if you have questions, Shannon, I can try to explain. I mean, and then we'll go deeper into a few of them. My question before we even get started is I want you to tell us which one you don't really like or agree with. Um, when we get there, I, well, it's, it's one that I actually highlighted. I like part of it. I don't like his other part of it. Oh, so good. let's, let's get there. So the first one is steal like an artist, which is the name of the book. Um, the second one is don't wait until you know who you are to get started. We're not going to talk about that one. Write the book you want to read. We are going to talk about that one. Use your hands is the one I dislike, but I also like. Oh. So we'll talk about that one. Uh, side projects and hobbies are important. Um, the secret, do good work and share it with people. Geography is no longer our master. Be nice. Be boring. And creativity is subtraction. 
I Oh, I actually got rid of use your hands because I still don't like it. Sorry, we're not going to talk about that one again. Here's what I don't like about yeah. it. Yeah. Here's what I don't like. His whole point is you should have a digital space and an analog space. So I have a digital desk and an analog desk. And my analog desk is just for analog things. And my hmm. digital desk has my computer and my CD player and I don't know what else. And I think that that's unreasonable. I don't know that a lot of people have the ability to have two completely different spaces and two completely different desks. I like the idea of using your hands. I have no problem with that. I actually had it as one that I liked. I got rid of it. But I think uh, using your hands is good. I think the idea of being able to have two distinct spaces isn't isn't a, a fair ask of most people. Okay. That's helpful to hear your perspective. So the ones that we are going to go deeper on is stealing like an artist, write the book you want to read, uh, side, side projects, projects and hobbies are important, and geography is no longer our master. Bingo. Okay, can I just ask a question just about one of the ones that you're not going to go deeper on? Yes. Creativity is subtraction. What is that in a nutshell? Um, so it's kind of weird because... It's like getting rid of the non-new things in what you're producing. Oh, okay, got it. I was like, is it like synthesis? Is it like distillation? But distillation yes, towards yes. newness. Yep. yep. Okay, thanks for covering that one. Okay, okay. let's start with Steal Like an Artist. Yeah. Shannon, the quote, I'm just going to have a bunch of quotes because the book is mostly just quotes. Uh, your job is to collect good ideas. The more good ideas you collect the more you can choose to be influenced by. Mm-hmm. So carry a notebook and a pen with you wherever you go. Get used to pulling it out and jotting down your thoughts and observations. I don't think most people carry a notebook and a pen. Even when you and I worked together, I used to carry a notebook and a pen and I would like jot things down. And even then I still wouldn't refer to it. I feel like the digital age has made me much better at digitally taking notes. Yes. So Shannon, my question for you is, where do you save? How do you save? What do you save? Yeah. So I have Evernote. And when I finally committed to being like, this is my system, I, I still have like a pen and paper and I'll do some journaling. But the process that I'm trying to get better at is like, if there's something that I want to like, like take into a social media post or something, take a picture, stick it in Evernote. Because <laughs> if it's not in Evernote, I do forget about it. Like it just sits in the paper form of it. So that's my process. Uh, But what do you, what kind of things are you putting in there? So I have so many Evernote notebooks. So in Evernote, I have like a a section that's like, um, just like my random writings or things that I might turn into some social media content at some point, things that I might turn into a podcast episode at some point, Uh, books, books that I've read and notes on books to-do lists, um, articles that I want to read, movies that I want to watch. So many things. Like, so many things. I keep everything ever note. Did you ever have a Pinterest, Shannon? Yeah, and I still have a Pinterest. I use Pinterest more for, like, visual imagery and inspiration. And I'll look at it from time to time. Like, last night I was bored. (laughs) I was looking at my Pinterest boards. So... That's stealing, Shannon. All of that is stealing. How is it stealing? <laughs> because you're you're keeping track of the things that you like or that you want to dig more into. Uh-huh. 
And so you're stealing all of those things. And eventually those become other things. Yeah. That, that's essentially how you steal like an artist. That's true. And I can think of, yeah, I like that approach. It's interesting because Pinterest, I don't feel like is stealing for some reason. What's that about? But yet, like, for example, this morning, I saw somebody's Instagram post and I liked the structure of it. You know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't like copy paste the content, exactly. but it was like, oh, I like the way that she structured this. I want to create a post yeah. about this thing using that same structure. Stealing. Okay. Okay. That's stealing. Cool. And it's not like a bad thing. Stealing is not a bad thing. Um, so, yeah, I, for me, it's in my Apple iPhone notes thing. I post it. I email myself sometimes. I have photo albums. The My favorite thing is finding those things at some point and then going through them and getting re-energized like you were going through your Pinterest board. Yep. But think about it. Like, if you were going to, I don't know, redecorate your kitchen, you'd probably go on Pinterest Find a bunch of kitchens and then say, okay, I want that thing. I like that thing. I like how this is laid out. I like this piece. You're just stealing a bunch of stuff to make your own thing. But isn't it funny? What I'm noticing about me in having this conversation is like there are categories where I say it's okay to steal. And then there are things that it's like not okay to steal. Like getting inspiration or where I don't think of it as stealing. I think of it as inspiration. Like getting inspiration for my kitchen remodel. I don't have a kitchen remodel right now, but like hypothetically speaking, that doesn't feel like stealing, but it would feel like stealing. Like if I, I don't know, I don't know for whatever reason, like writing sometimes feels like stealing if I'm stealing a thought or idea and then extrapolating on it. So this is in the conclusion, but I'll say it now and then we'll say it again later. Uh, at some point, you have to move from imitating your heroes to emulating them. Imitation mm-hmm. is about copying. Emulation is when imitation goes one step further and you're breaking through into your own thing. Okay. I like it. Like, for Which example, kind of stealing that structure feels more like stealing versus being inspired by it. But it's like, I'm not saying, I'm saying, I'm talking on a totally different topic that she's talking about, but I'm copying the structure and that feels like stealing. Oh, fast. No, but then I think that's where it becomes emulation instead of imitation and you're breaking it into your own thing. Yeah. I like this. This is a good challenge. This is exactly why I wanted to read this book. So you should read the book. So um, the other thing I would say about in this section is if there's an artist who you really like or a creative that you like once you've kind of tapped out on them right you've let's say it's an artist that you're listening to and you've listened to all their music find out who influenced them and listen to their music Mm. or if it's a painter and you're like oh i really like this painter we'll find out who influenced them and see if you can start to draw those lines and see if there's more creatives that you like and how it just opens up more things for you to steal I love this. I was watching the Billie Eilish episode, uh, the David Letterman series on Netflix, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. And Billie Eilish was talking about her influences. And they played a clip of some woman from the 50s or 60s that she she considered. I've never heard of this artist before, but it made me want to go back and listen to all of her stuff because her style is so distinct, very much like Billie's style is very distinct. Yes. I love it. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Write the book you want to read. This seems... It's very clear, and I think it makes sense. I don't think people would disagree with it, but I think when you go to put pen to paper, you do disagree with it. Let me give you the quotes from the book. Yeah. 
The best advice is not to write what you know, it's to write what you like. Mm. Write the kind of story you like best, write the story you want to read. I like this. Uh, and I can see where I need this advice. Like, where am I writing or only sharing what I know? But maybe how could I look at whether it's the format or the content and how that might be different? Probably the format more than anything. Yeah. And he, he says, draw the art you want to see, start the business you want to run, play the music you want to hear, write the books you want to read, build the products you want to use, do the work you want to see done. Mm. I love it. Where does this apply um, to your life, though, Rami? Okay, so the tip here, and I'm, I'll get there. The tip here is to not just write, but create the things you want to consume. So for me, a lot of that is food, because I like food. Yeah, I was so, just thinking about that for you. Of like, this is where that applies for you. So for me, it's make the foods you want to eat and share them, and then... The title of one of the chapters is the secret is do good work and share it with people. Mm -hmm. And so if you're doing the things that you love and you're doing them well, then you'll want to share them. Right. I, I love making and sharing foods I'm into. So if I can't make it, then we're just going to go eat it. You and I ate my favorite Sukumen because I'm not going to try and remake a 15 hour broth with fresh noodles. Um, but for things that I can't take you to go and get with me. So one of my favorite foods is called uh, Wuk. It's a chicken wrap that they make in Lebanon. I was in Lebanon for a few months. I've not found it anywhere else. It's one of the um, most eclectic sandwiches I've ever had. And so we replicate it now. And it's like one of my favorite things to eat. And I'm going to tell you how to make it. It's very simple. Yeah. You, uh, you get like a big flat pita. The thinner the bread, the better. And if you can't find a big pita that's thin, just get a uh, like a tortilla for a burrito. And then what you're going to do is you're going to make some chicken, uh, like chicken kebabs, uh-huh. with like a lot of uh, lemon juice and garlic. Yum. And then whatever else you want in there. So salt, pepper, whatever. Um, but you want a lot of lemon and garlic flavor coming through. And then so you'll grill those. Uh, you're going to have to get coleslaw, pickles. Uh, and french fries and ketchup and garlic sauce. Oh, I'm telling you, it's like gosh. one of the wildest sandwiches. So Trader Joe's sells garlic sauce. Uh, they probably sell coleslaw and pickles uh, and maybe ketchup. I don't know. Okay, so you get all those things. You uh, heat up your tortilla because you should never not heat up your tortilla. If you ever have a tortilla, soft shell tortilla, it should always, always be heated up on your stove. Always. It should never be not heated up. Okay. I, I keep saying this, but people need to hear that your tortilla should be heated up. Yes. It will make it. Tasty. It makes a difference. Okay. And then you spread garlic sauce. Um, you put French fries in it. You put the coleslaw in it. You put the chicken in it. Put the ketchup in it. Uh, the pickles. And then wrap it up as a burrito. And then just toast it on all sides. Um, what they do in Lebanon is they um, actually will put it in like a panini press. Mm. And then slice it in half and then go to friggin' town. I am so hungry. This is dangerous. It sounds like uh, 
There's a Greek place in St. Paul, Minnesota, um, that they'll put the fries in the sandwich. And it that's the part that I was like, whoa. But then I was like, well, I guess that's the trend now in some places. But Shannon, this has fries. It has ketchup. It has coleslaw. It has chicken. And it has garlic sauce. Everything it's else made sense to me eclectic. until you said the fries and the ketchup. And I was like, okay, we're just putting it all so you can like hold it all in your hand. They've been eating this thing for dozens and dozens of years. Like I ate this probably... 12 years ago in Lebanon. So it's not like a new fangled thing. But nobody here makes it the way that I want it, which is from like the two chains that I always got it on Lebanon. I love so, it. So we just expanded your life toolkit with a new recipe. You're welcome. Jish tawuk. Jish tawuk. It's delicious. Um, so I think that's where write the book you want to read works for me. Shannon, where do you see that working for you in your life? I mean... I don't know. I feel like that applies to my work the most, which like makes me feel a little bit boring. But that's where I'm most interested to apply this concept moving forward is like, how am I creating the content that I want to consume? Yeah. Which I don't know that I'm doing right now, right? Like I made fun of myself in the last full book episode where I was like, what I notice about me is I'm just like skipping through stories right now where people Instagram stories where people are just like talking. I'm like bored over it next. But yet that's what I'm still doing. So like, yeah, get with the program, like write the book, create the content, make the food that you <laughs> you want to do. Yeah. OK, let's go on to the next one. It is side projects and hobbies are important. Uh, they will give you energy and maybe they become something and maybe they don't. And I think the biggest piece is that they'll give you energy. And I think that's important. Shannon, my newest hobby is 3D printing. What? Tell us more was about that, this. Was that what you were expecting me to say? I was not. I mean, you could say, you could have probably said anything here and I would be equally surprised and not surprised at the same time because you're Rami. But uh, yeah, I was not seeing that one coming. 3D printing. I printed my coaster. Barf. I printed this. Yuck. It's a Vikings coaster for those at home. Boo. Uh, <laughs> and it didn't fit my bigger cup. So then I printed a bigger version of it. Look at it. It's so do you own a 3D printer? I do. Holy crap. They're not expensive. They're not they expensive take- anymore, but they used to be, right? Yeah, they're super inexpensive. I got mine for 100 bucks. Oh my gosh. What else do you print on that thing besides coasters? All sorts of things. Uh, a bunch of toys for my kid. Smart. So every morning he really likes waking up and saying, what did we print? What toy did you make me? You can find like anything. So the thing with 3D printing is if you want to make it, someone probably already has and has uploaded the files on how to do it. So all you really have to do is download the files, and plug them into your printer and hit print. That's really uh, cool. We're making desk supports for my wife right now. Oh um, my gosh! We printed these like things to hold bags on the back of a car uh, seat. So you know, like the like little hooks. Yes. That you can, basically, anything that you would buy for like one to five dollars, you can make. For yeah, like less at, than that. like the dollar store plasticky stuff that you buy. Wow, that's awesome. That's really cool. How did you get into that? I think I always thought it could be cool, just like printing a bunch of nonsense. Mm-hmm. But then it was like a super deal. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try and print nonsense. And so now I have a lot of purple nonsense, which is my kid's favorite color. So he's like, I want Yoda and purple. I'm like, dude, Yoda's not purple. He's like, yeah, I want a purple Yoda. I'm like, all right, 
We can make one. We can make a purple Yoda. Like, we have green. Do you want a green Yoda? He's like, nah, I want a purple Yoda. I'm like, all right, cool. Purple Yoda it is. That's so great. I love it. I love it. Shannon, what hobbies do you have? I have recently gotten back into sewing, which has been very life-giving. And it's been fun to see how my daughter's imagination comes to life with it. Like, I made her this... We were picking out fabric in the store, and it was, like, this unicorn fabric. And she was very adamant that she wanted this particular, very obnoxious, long fringe on the bottom of the skirt. And I was like, what? Why? And then later, she was talking to my mom on the phone, I think, and she said, the fringe is the unicorn's hair. It's like, I would have never thought of that. I love that. I, I said yes it. to the fringe when I almost did it. Because I was like, I'm not paying $21 for fringe. But now, every time I look at that skirt, I think of her imagination. And now it's the, the hair for the unicorn. So sewing is a big one that I'm getting back into a lot. Um, baking a little bit, like I think everybody did through the pandemic. Baking bread. Yeah. Um... And then biking again. We've been trying to go on Friday adventures um, and picking up some new bike paths that are a little bit further out of town. And that's fun. That is fun. So that's where I say, like, side projects and hobbies are important. And they'll give you energy. Maybe they become something. Maybe they don't. Who cares? Yeah. Enjoy your life. Get energy from the places you can get energy. Yes. Yes. Whatever is restorative to you. I'm thinking, like, how we got a new puppy and the new puppy is really restorative. You know, training a dog again. Mm-hmm. They can be anything. Uh, okay, let's do our last one. And then I've got a few questions. And then we'll wrap up. So, cool. uh, geography is no longer our master. The world is small. You can connect with people across the world and get answers and collaboration almost instantly. Mm. Uh, I feel like we did a whole podcast episode on this at one point about yeah, the world I'm, is small. I'm obsessed with it. But... What I want to highlight it for is this one and the last one kind of become one to me. So side projects and hobbies are important and geography is no longer our master. And you smush those together and you end up with our podcast, Shannon. It's true. It's true. And I'm so grateful for it. Whenever I, people are sometimes surprised to be like, what, you have a podcast? You guys have recorded like a hundred and so like, what, what is this? That's some dedication. I'm like, no, it doesn't feel like that. It no. feels like fun. And it feels like, I always say to people, it's a way that we get to stay connected, even though we live whatever, thousands of miles apart now. Yeah. So, so great. That's right. I say, if you got a friend, start a podcast or find a way to connect with them, cook with them, yeah, read a book with them play video games with them, find a way to connect with those people and don't let geography prevent that. I think most people know that by now, but if you don't, now you do. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about two questions that I want to discuss. Um, so the, uh, the writer Austin thinks that when people give you advice, they're really just talking to themselves in the past. What do you think of that? Shannon? Yeah. <laughs> I love, I've never heard it framed that way, but I think that can be really helpful for people to keep in mind. One, in the sense of your situation may not be their past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, like not having compassion, because sometimes 
you have advice givers like the fo- the foster mom for our puppy has so many opinions about this puppy <laughs> and in my head hearing this now it gives me more com- it gives me a more compassionate way to look at her of like oh she's really probably just talking to herself in the past she's a grandma now and she's telling me how much like we need to get Talia my daughter engaged in like everything for the puppy <laughs> and I'm like cool that's like maybe what you wish you would have done in the past with yes. your puppy when your kids were little and I'll do what I can, but I don't have to do that. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't feel like what's right for us. Yeah, I feel like when so, yeah, I, I agree with that advice. give people advice, I always, when it's unsolicited, I know I'm giving advice to myself in the past, mm. but it's like, I wish I had heard this, so I'm going to tell you, even though you didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell yeah. you, if you're willing to listen to me, here's some unsolicited advice, because I would have liked to have heard that thing. Yeah doesn't make it good or bad it's just like a, a perspective to keep in mind that exactly advice giving is people talking to themselves in the past i love that um okay and then the second thing is in his experience uh austin's it's the act of making things and doing our work that we figure out who we are hmm. what do you think yeah Shannon? i mean I think this goes to the word that I wrap around this is experimentation, right? Like, and that's a word that I uh, use a lot. And a client said to me the other day, she's like, I feel like that should be your middle name. <laughs> it's like all you ever say. But yeah, I think it's how we figure ourselves out. Just like he says, you have to do something. You have to actually like try it. You can't just think about it forever yeah, in I- order to figure out who you are. I what agree. No, I agree. I think our who we are and what we output is based off of our experiences. If I think about myself and how I like to cook, the things that I like to cook or the things I like to eat are only because I keep trying and eating new things or going to new places and trying new things, right? It's expanding. And then I go, oh, maybe there's a way for me to steal that thing. Oh, I was, th- I was doing it. I think we talked about this before. But I found a recipe for how to make a specific type of uh, taco meat that's usually on like a trompo. It's on like a spit. And so Uh it like spins. Yep. And I was like, oh, I really want to make that. So I made it. And what you end up doing is putting the meat like in a loaf pan and you bake it. And then once it comes out, you let it cool and then you slice it so that it becomes sliced as if it's coming off the thing. Oh, cool. So then I was like, oh, I can do that same thing for how I make my chicken... Uh, like shawarma meat so i did the exact same thing i was like oh this is perfect i'm gonna steal their idea and then use it for what i want to do that's authentic to me and now i've kind of built on theirs in a new way right i think it's awesome so i think we're we find ourselves in doing things but also in experiencing things i agree okay let's wrap it up steal like an artist uh, every new idea is just a mashup or a remix of one or more previous ideas. You're only going to be as good as the stuff you surround yourself with. So at some point, you have to move from imitating your heroes to emulating them. Imitation is about copying. Emulation is when imitation goes one step further and you've broken through into your own thing. In the end, merely intimidate- imitating your heroes is not flattering them. Transforming their work into something of your own is how you flatter them and adding something to the world that only you can add. And I'm going to say that again. Adding something to the world that only you can add, I think is very important. 
Yeah, I love that imitating versus emulating. And I want to put some thought into that. Where am I imitating? And instead, how can I shift to emulating? Yeah. So, Shannon, you steal like an artist. You're going to read the book. You'll steal some more like an artist. But I think we can all say we've stolen like an artist. So, yeah. therefore, we are all artists. I love it. So, so we go for it, Shannon. We would love for you guys to connect with us on Instagram or LinkedIn at Workplace Hugs. What conversation do we want to start over there about, about this episode? I want to know when you've gone from em- imitating to emulating or you've like remixed mm-hmm. something in your own way. So think of like my chicken shawarma idea or or one of those things and let us know because I want I want to be inspired by you. I want to steal from you. Yeah, I love it. With that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami, and this has been Workplace Hugs.